This is the last day of January 2022, and uh, I'm going to, in this uh, podcast, this Corona cast, try to turn a lemon into lemonade. And by that, I'm referring to the fact that uh, a few days ago, I discovered that I had been scammed, and uh, I want to talk about it. Um, I want to talk about it because uh, as a kind of public service announcement, a, a warning, if I had had this kind of a warning uh, a week or more ago, I don't think I would have been, I would have taken, I wouldn't have taken the bait that I did. Um, I'm also venturing into this, uh, more self-disclosure than usual um, because I want to remind people that teachers have blind spots. Uh, maybe you don't need to be reminded of that, but uh, it's, uh, it's quite um, laughable how I, how gullible I was with this incident. Um, but as far as making a lemonade, I can make some, some Dharma points about this whole regrettable incident. Uh, and I hope, uh, lemonade may not be great, but it hopefully be decent. So here's what happened. Let me tell you, because, uh, part of my interest in, uh, telling the story is to help me process it. Uh, I don't know if any of you have ever found that, uh, when you have some kind of, uh, unfortunate, uh, occurrence, some, an accident or something, um, it, it could be kind of a silver lining, uh, to be able to talk about it. Um, so this is what happened. A few days ago, I, uh, I discovered, oh no, a few days ago, I opened an email, uh, that, uh, was in the name of Milda, Milda Vivada. Milda was an early member of the Zen Center. She was already a star at the Zen Center when I got there in 1970. Milda was precocious. Milda was one of the first people to come to Kensho at the Center. She uh, had great leadership ability, highly intelligent, talented in so many ways, and Roshi Kapil actually left her in charge of the Zen Center, at least the management of the Zen Center, not formally a Dharma heir, but she left her, he left her in charge of the Zen Center in about, uh, 1973 or so, um, as a teacher. And, uh, she was only 23 at the time, maybe 22. Um, well, her health broke down uh, in those after six months of uh, trying to manage this Zen center that was bursting at the seams with twenty somethings, and um, she she left she left staff and uh, became very accomplished uh, professional event planner. Uh, she came to our fiftieth anniversary. 
in 2016. It's wonderful to see her, but I've hardly, I don't know that I've talked with her at all since then. So to find in my inbox an email from Milda uh, was kind of exciting. So uh, the, but the message was a little puzzling. She, in quotes, uh, she was asking me for my help. It seems that she needed uh, some iTunes. I know some of you are already laughing. She needed some some uh, gift cards, iTunes gift cards, because her niece uh, needed them, and she was late for her their, her birthday, and she needed them soon. Could I help out? So, what does uh, Mister Knucklehead here do? But fly into action. Now, let me let me say in my defense that uh, I knew they were not supposed to answer emails on the name of people we don't know. Okay, Scott has drilled us that into us at the center. Uh, but I, if I ever heard about emails being hacked, it didn't sink in. Maybe maybe once or twice I'd heard about it, but it was so riveted on helping poor Milda, she sounded desperate that all my good judgment went out the window and uh, I tore off and got the, these went to Staples, got these uh, gift cards, $100 each for three of them. And uh, the, her instructions, again, her in quotes, uh, the instructions were, uh, to photograph the back of these cards, peel off the label that shows the code. I tried that a couple times, and uh, the reply came that the, 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 the photos hadn't come. So then the next message, there were about a dozen messages back and forth because I was having difficulty understanding what was going on. The uh, message came that, oh, here's another thing you can do, is just after you've peeled off that label, just type out the codes on the back on the backs of these three cards. Type out the codes and email them to me. Ah, what a relief! Okay, so that's what I did, and felt very relieved that I could help this poor Milda. Now, <laughs> I'll just finish the story. So <coughs> after that. Uh, she thanked me and uh, said, ah, but, um, but you know, my niece, uh, it's so long after her birthday. I can't remember what the excuse was, but could you send four more of these $100 gift cards? And that's when the light bulb went on over my head and uh, I realized I had been scammed. Uh, what makes it worse is that these emails were not perfect English. They weren't bad. Um, I, I thought, okay, um, I haven't talked to her in so long. Uh, she, she did email me, uh, I don't know, last year. She mentioned that she had moved from her home uh, in Naples, Florida, where she's lived for many years, she had moved to the Blue Ridge Mountains. 
And, uh, so the, the, the story I was telling myself, uh, in order to be able to ignore the problems in the text, that is the misspellings and the other little flaws, what I was telling myself was, okay, she's on her back in bed in a cabin in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And, uh, somehow she doesn't have phone service. I had, I had said in my email, Milda, can't we talk on the phone? But she doesn't have phone service. And, uh, who knows? Maybe she's, she's got COVID. Uh, she needs my help. This poor woman needs my help. Um, anyway, uh, I finally figured out uh, what what had happened and uh, and deleted the messages. And meanwhile, I, I emailed her. I, she, <laughs> this is what happened. She 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 said that 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 email address in her name was completely made up. It was a fake email address. She's never had that email address. Um, and so she asked me to delete it. Like I did, um, but. Um, all of this uh, was quite sobering, quite humbling for me <laughs> uh, because I should have known better. And uh, this is this is what I can offer up is in terms of understanding it in Zen terms. Uh, my emotional response overwhelmed my judgment, overwhelmed my rational mind. Uh, all I could think of was the need to help her. Uh, my, my heart, uh, got the better of my head. Uh, in Tibetan Buddhism, there's something called discriminating wisdom. And maybe it's also in other kinds of Buddhism, but, uh, I've mainly heard it in Tibetan Buddhism. My response was not, I did not cover myself in glory with discriminating wisdom. Uh, what was operating was uh, a, a fixed idea that it had to be Milda because it was in her name. There, we can speak of two ways of using our attention in Zen practice. There's using it in a focused way and using it in a broader panoramic way. The latter, the panoramic is more a kind of mindfulness, awareness of, of the bigger picture that I did not have. Uh, the focused, uh, is, is, has been compared to like a flashlight. It's a directed, a directed attention. All my attention was directed on Milda. Uh, the other one, the panoramic, uh, has been likened to lantern awareness. And, uh, I had, I had the, uh, the flashlight on so bright I wasn't seeing what was going on around it. The, uh, the capacity, the inventiveness of the mind uh, in my case, to, to, to find this all 
believable enough. Yeah, I wondered what had what happened. She's a she's a beautiful writer. She's written at least one book. Uh, it didn't sound like her, but again, I I stitched together these reasons uh, why. Uh, well, it never even occurred to me. If it had occurred to me, well, wait a minute, could this be uh, a scam? No, that never entered my mind. Uh, so that's uh, that's not what we aspire to do in in Zen practice. Is uh, let our compassion or whatever. Uh, completely blind us to um, the whole the whole picture. There's a uh, there's a koan in the Blue Cliff Record where a uh, uh, monk asks a master, "What what use does the Bodhisattva of compassion make of all those hands and eyes?" This is a reference to how uh, the Bodhisattva of compassion, Kanon, is uh, often represented as having many. Uh, eyes and hands, uh, the eyes representing uh, the noticing of the need, the, the discerning of the need for help, and the hands is the uh, reaching out, the responding to the need. Uh, but the response in, in the koan, the response is from the, from the master to this question about the bodhisattva compassion is, it's like one with outstretched hand reaching back for the pillow in the middle of the night. Beautiful, beautiful metaphor, exquisite. Uh, Yeah, this was the middle of the night as far as my uh, discernment. And then uh, I could offer some advice that uh, I did not fail in, <laughs> and uh, that is how to deal with the aftermath of this. Uh, first of all, I had to do everything I could to try to undo this. So I called the credit card company. I, I'd used a credit card with uh, to buy these three uh, gift cards. Uh, they were not too encouraging, but they said they would investigate it and get back to us. And then the only other thing besides notifying Milda that her, there's an email uh, address out there, a bogus email address. The other thing was to go back to Staples and tell them my story, see if they could do anything. The manager uh, who I spoke with was very sympathetic. um, And he said, and now this is, let me just say, uh, this is part of the public service feature of this podcast. Uh, he said, he said, do you remember me saying when I rang you up, uh, asking you, do you know, may I ask, uh, what all these cards are for? And I had said, yes, it's for a good friend. And he let it go at that. But when I went back there the next day and he asked me, do you remember that? I said, yes. He said, that's because it's so common. It happens all the time. So if um, every listener to this podcast doesn't already know how common this is um, and would be unsuspecting, uh, pass, pass on, pass the word uh, so that 
I'm the last person who gets duped in this way. Uh, and then after, after you've done uh, everything you can, and then, then our job, and our job is to let it go. Once you can't change some mistake, something you regret, there, we need to let it go. Well, easier said than done, right? Especially when you feel like such a, such a fool. It occurred to me that, uh, here I was, I was being in Zen. We talk about a Zen fool with a capital F that is a, a, uh, a know nothing, someone and yeah, more like, uh, the idiot, Dostoevsky's novel, The Idiot, uh, Purity of Mind. Um, in this case, I felt like a Zen fool, small f fool. Um, but then the job is how, how quickly can I put it behind me and forget about the whole thing? And this also gets into the matter of how we use our attention in, in Zen practice. We learn how to direct our attention, not just as an exercise, uh, but as a way to not suffer unnecessarily. And I've actually said this in, uh, in workshops. Uh, when I open a workshop, I've sometimes said that meditation is the most intelligent thing anyone can do because it, it determines how we use the mind determines our experience of the world. And then at the workshop, I'll sometimes use an example. So if something happens to you, you make a bad financial decision and there's nothing you can do to uh, rewind it. It's done. It's, it's out of your hands. It's nothing to do. Well, then you have a choice. Do you continue to dwell on this, uh, which your mistake, uh, which would be very easy to do, or do you Turn your attention to this, this moment here, not what happened and can't be changed, but this right here. Again, this is the, the <coughs> directed use of attention. The flashlight uh, it may, can make all the difference in the world. Any kind of regret we have, any kind of bad experience is to, uh, to keep our attention in this right here. Um, one other time that I, uh, suffered from, a, a, I wouldn't even call it a scam. This was 30 or 40 years ago where uh, I trusted someone with to hold some money for me and never saw it again. Uh, the other thing you can do, uh, is to, uh, if you, if you have to linger there a bit on what happened is to, uh, frame it frame it in terms of uh, karmic expiation. This is not any kind of fundamental uh, resolution to it. I mean, it's still using the conceptual mind. It's, it's creating a story. Okay, uh, what's happened here is I'm ex expiating uh, some karmic debt. And um, okay, I'm, I'm a little uh, freer of that uh, burden. Uh, as a result of that, but better than that, better than that is, uh, to not make it about myself. 
this is where having seen into the the emptiness of the self uh, can make such a huge difference. Uh, to have seen that what we call the self is just this this cluster of energy, um, this this the physical phenomena and mental phenomena that ha- that has no fixed nature to it. So, why would you beat yourself up? about something like that. Well, that that only goes so far if it's logic, if it's just, okay, wait a minute, let's be logical about this. That that isn't going to make a lot of difference. But um, to the degree, and it's always one degree or another, to the degree that we have seen through the illusion of a fixed permanent self, to that degree... Uh, we're less likely uh, to be um, beating up on ourselves because there's no self to beat up on. We know it. So here I have, uh, what is that phrase in Shakespeare? Uh, a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing. And another consolation is to know that uh, it's a learning, it's a learning experience. I will never make this mistake again. And I hope none of you, uh, will ever have to make this kind of mistake. You won't, having heard this. I'm sure you won't. In uh, in Zen, there's a saying, uh, the person advanced in Zen practice has her head in the clouds, but her feet on the ground. Milda, we did talk. We talked yesterday. We caught up on the phone, and she was... Uh, so she was horrified that this had happened. I assured her that it was no one's fault but my own. Uh, she she was touched that I would uh, respond so blindly, so with such <coughs> immediacy. Uh, but that's that's not good enough. Um, we we have to um, we have to do better than that. And taking the whole picture, and uh, and not <coughs> not uh, ignore uh, what's right there. These little flaws in the in the in the speech in the in the uh, text of the email. Uh, you know, uh, one of the one of the tricky things that a teacher or a therapist faces is in the matter of self-disclosure this uh this story has um been one of greater self-disclosure than usual for me um but uh for all the reasons i mentioned i thought uh maybe it could be of some help to air all this okay that's all i've got uh 
Happy New Year. That is the, the, this is the Asian New Year. Um, and, uh, until next time. Thank you.